This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I want to thank everyone for listening to us live on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner in the Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. And as usual, no show is complete without our fearless financial radio Sherpa, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob and Lori. Hey morning. there. Good morning. <laughs> we're awake. Coffee time. Uh, yes, we're awake. Yes, I, I've had my coffee this morning. I think I'm still, still feeling drinking. the effects of turkey. I'm not really awake. <laughs> oh, yeah, the tryptophan in the turkey. It's, it's still got yeah. you a little groggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show, guys. And uh, speaking of that, Lori, how have you been uh, spending some time with the family over the holiday? Uh, definitely um, eating way too much. Uh, yep. <laughs> got to get back on my, my healthy kick because I, I definitely um, got off of it over the holiday. Um, uh, but spent time with both sides of the family and got to see my granddaughter and it was it was all good. So. Well, what How could be yourself? more healthy than mashed potatoes, uh, fresh no, rolls, yeah, right. <laughs> turkey, gravy, stuffing? Pie. <laughs> pie sounds perfectly healthy Cheesecake. Cheesecake. How about <laughs> you, Rob? We just keep it going. How have you been? Doing well. And like I said, ate too much. Uh, the, the good news is I only had one day of, 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 of a silly eating instead of two, but I made up for it. <laughs> You did. Yeah, I had two Thanksgivings, uh, and uh, so I ate a lot. But you had one really big one, didn't you? Absolutely. And and the, we actually, uh, my wife sent me out to uh, pick up uh, containers. I went to the local Walmart and picked up 12 Tupperware containers so we could send some of the leftovers home. We sent out 10 containers of leftovers. Oh, my goodness. And, we're, and we still have stuff for another two or three days. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, we should probably get into our topic today, Rob. What in the world are we talking about? Well, Tony, it's the first of the month, so this is our monthly episode on the investment markets and some of the other topics that go along with that. And you look back the last 30 days, the markets have certainly given us quite a bit to talk about. There's been a lot of activity. And a big part of what we do with our clients and prospects every day is the educational aspect. So we're going to talk about some of the recent events. We're going to put those events into some historical perspective. As we all know, markets are going to do what markets are going to do. And how to navigate and respond to market events in a disciplined manner is critical to your long-term financial well-being. Wow. And I look forward to this. Every month, once a month, we do this kind of a market watch and current events. And this one should be particularly interesting. I'm sure our listeners are just as curious as I am about how these world events, uh, the lame duck Congress and the change in control in the House, 
is, uh, you know, that's coming in January. How are these things going to affect the markets in the near term and how that a change in political control might be received by investors and making sense of the market information we're bombarded with each day uh, is what this episode and this show once a month especially is about. Uh, I want to understand how the markets are going to affect, you know, our everyday lives and ultimately our retirements, right? Absolutely, Tony. And understanding the impact of politics, both here and abroad, it's an important factor to understand, but we can't lose focus on the financial underpinnings of our markets. The fundamentals of earnings, interest rates, and employment, those are still the foundations of evaluating the health of our financial markets. And the other factors like trade policy, tariffs, unrest in the Middle East, the list goes on. Market analysts are always have to have something to worry about. As I always tell my clients, the first word an analyst is anal. So without something to worry about, they don't know what to do with themselves. And so as we've talked about it also many times, markets have really no problem with risk. They know how to measure it. They know how to compensate for it. They hate uncertainty. So as we talk about the things today, we're going to look at some of the things that have changed. Some of the uncertainties have been removed from the markets, new uncertainties coming into it. And think about it. We've been spoiled by years of low volatility in the markets. And now we're being forced to remember what historically normal volatility feels like and looks like. And we don't like it. <laughs> Everyone seems to know and follow the major major uh, market indices like the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500. We also look at the Chicago Board of Options Exchange Volatility Index. Try saying that fast three times. No, thanks. <laughs> but it's better known as the VIX. That's the simple way to understand it. The VIX, you know what? You've mentioned that before on past shows. Uh, and you're right. The markets have been active over the last month. And as I remember, you referred to the VIX as the fear gauge in prior shows. The fear gauge. That sounds a little scary. So uh, refresh. give me a refresher on why the VIX is important. Well, that's a good idea, Tony. Um, the VIX is created by the Chicago Board Options Exchange, the CBOE, and it's it's the volatility index or the, or the VIX, VIX. It's a real-time market index that represents the market's expectation of 30-day forward-looking volatility. Um, so, you know, it, it's derived from price inputs of the S&P 500 index options, and it provides a measure of market risk and investors' sentiments. And, and it's those investors' sentiments uh, input that leads the VIX to be known by other names like the fear gauge or fear index. Um, so investors, research analysts, and portfolio managers, they look to the VIX values as a way to measure market risk, fear, and stress before they, they make investment decisions. Uh, the volatility value uh, investors fear and the VIX index values, they move up when the market is falling. So, and the reverse is true when the market advances, the index values fear and volatility decline. Uh, so in absolute terms, the VIX values greater than 30 are generally linked to a, a large volatility resulting from increased uncertainty, risk, and investors' fear. So the, and the VIX values below 20 generally correspond to stable, stress-free periods in the market. So um, if you look at a, a period over the past six weeks, we've seen the VIX range from about 16 to 28. So you know, it's been quite a ride over that time period. Sure. Yeah, it's been up and down. Of course, uh, you know, at least uh, uh, in the last six weeks, we haven't uh, been 
too far over 30. That's good. Uh, and, you know, as you've said before, Lori, markets go up and they go down. My 401k doesn't like it, but <laughs> I guess it's a part of life and a risk we take when investing in the market. So, Rob, did, did we recently have a market correction? We did, right? We did, Tony. In fact, it was the second one this year. Don't know how many people realize that. We've actually had two market corrections this year. So let's look a little uh, more closely at what happened and add some historical perspective. On November 23rd, the S&P dropped 10.2% from its previous high, closing on September 20th. That 10% correction is the sixth drop of more than 10% since the beginning of the bull market that started back in March of 2009. So we've had six of these things since 2009. These corrections have occurred on average every 19 and a half months. Correction number five occurred in, uh, and ended in February of 2018, just short of 10 months ago. So you think about that. We've had two corrections in the last year. Now, while tracking the movement of a market index is useful, let's look under the hood for the S&P 500 for just a moment. We see the S&P 500 move, we get reports of it, but what's really causing it? So in this quarter so far, so October 1st to now, 60 stocks in the S&P 500 have fallen by more than 20% and three have gone down by more than 40%. Interesting, huh? And we pull under the hood and see what's wow. happening. Yeah. That eighth, eighth cylinder is just not hitting right. <laughs> no. And bonds are also down because the Federal Reserve is leaning toward another interest rate hike in December. And with recent events, that December hike may or may not happen. It was pretty pretty sure thing a month ago. Now, not so sure. And it's going to really depend on the economic data the Federal Reserve takes a look at. Now, international markets are also slowing down, particularly in, in big countries, Germany, Japan, and China. China still showed a 6.5% growth rate, but it was well below what was expected. The short-term impact of the tax cuts starting to wear off, and that would lead us to believe that lower growth rates are on the horizon. Now, when we began 2018, our expectation was mid-single-digit growth, and I believe that's probably pretty close to where we're going to end up. However, the growth path this year has been a lot choppier than we expected. And this is great information. Uh, I've got more specific questions for you guys, but I guess they're going to have to wait because we need to take a quick break here before we continue. Rob, is there anything you want to share before we take this quick recess? I do, Tony. Uh, with our ability to get market information 24-7, data overload is real. It can be overwhelming, and a lot of people just freeze and not know what to do. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 and start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized to your specific situation. You can also go to our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu and fill out the online appointment request. We also encourage you to explore all the other educational resources on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. And I'm going to embarrass Tony here for just a second. I want to take <laughs> this opportunity to alert our listeners that while they're on our Facebook page to listen to the weekly Talking Points podcast hosted by our very own co-host, Tony Shore and Gradient Investments, one of our third-party money manager strategic relationships. The team here at Outlook Financial Center, we're in this with our clients for the long haul. We want them to be aware and knowledgeable about how investment markets affect them and their retirement, for, because ultimately the goal we have for all of our clients is the same, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. When it comes to retirement planning, 
Many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Outlook Financial Center, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary Retirement Income Toolkit at OutlookFC.com or call us at 937-552-9990. That number again is 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And thanks again to everyone that's listening to us live on our podcast or streaming us from Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. In the studio with me today, I have our CEO, Rob Burnett, and of course, our co-host, Tony Shore. Welcome back, guys. Hey, we made it back. Yeah. He's always got to try to be a comedian, and he just isn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks, Lori. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I'm excited. Well, you know, we were were on that break there, and you guys were talking about people, things being dry, and I was like, wow, that was dry, Rob. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, back to the subject. This week, we're talking about uh, market outlook and insights for December of 2018. And in the first segment of the show, we were discussing market performance, uh, investor sentiment and fear as reflected by the volatility index or the VIX, and the potential impact of the midterm elections going forward. Yeah, thanks for the recap, Lori. And this quarter so far has been a rough ride in the market, at least. Uh, Are the recent corrections, Lori, going to get worse, do you think? Well, that's an interesting question, Tony. Um, Is this just another correction in the stock market that happens all the time? Or is this the end of a long bull market and the start of a bear market? We don't have a crystal ball, but we feel this is an overdue correction and not a crash. Uh, And apparently our clients kind of feel the same. Uh, We've been preparing them for an eventual correction. And we have received very few panic calls and emails regarding the recent market activity, which I'm very thankful for. Let me just throw that out there. Um, Amen. <laughs> usually I get those phone calls. So, um, and, you know, we don't see the economy slipping into a recession anytime soon. So, you know, remember, corrections, which is our, our periods of 10 to 20 percent declines, uh, are much more frequent than bear markets. Uh, In fact, since 1974, of the 22 corrections that have taken place, only four of those have turned into bear markets. You know, stock markets, they look forward, and and right now the concern is about future growth being negatively affected by interest rates, tariffs, inflation, and things of that nature. So in times like these, it helps to keep an eye on the, the longer term and ask yourself if you're correctly allocated between stocks and fixed income, Have you balanced your portfolio growth potential with guarantees of income and retirement? Um, And and look back and see if your financial goals and objectives are on track. If they are, stay the course. Don't let the emotional halo of a correction drive you into decisions that you may regret down the road. Uh, That's where a disciplined approach provided by a financial professional like the ones here at Outlook Financial Center can help prevent poor investment decisions, which are driven by emotions of the moment. 
Well, you know, I understand the need to look at uh, investing for retirement as a long-term endeavor. Uh, the market ups and downs, though, still make me uncomfortable. Uh, that's normal, right? That's perfectly normal, Tony. Uh, swift market corrections like the ones we recently experienced are emotionally challenging. No one enjoys seeing their portfolio values decline, but monies invested for long-term growth are going to experience those corrections. The antidotes for market volatility are diversification and a long-term financial plan. A comprehensive financial plan addresses multiple goals of income, liquidity, principal preservation, and long-term growth. And the asset allocation to those distinct goals must deliver an overall risk tolerance suitable to your situation. When the going gets tough, it's human nature to focus exclusively on the pain. We just want the pain to go away. So we avoid this pitfall by removing the blinders and allow you to see the value of your overall financial plan. Proper diversification is a prerequisite for long-term investors to be mentally strong, emotionally stable, and fully invested. How do we manage this risk without burying our money in a coffee can in the backyard or putting it under the mattress? You know, the the Great Recession that began in, in late 2007 was definitely a painful period in many Americans' lives. Uh, everyone who was invested in the market, people who were overextended in mortgages, and, and those who lost jobs as a result of a crippled economy uh, were, were among millions that were affected. And, and since then, many people have recovered from the financial setbacks. But nevertheless, you know, a new study by the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco suggests that you know, the, those challenges still linger there. According to Fed researchers, uh, the, the long-run effects of the financial crisis cost every American an estimated 70000 in lifetime income. And the researchers point to a big decline in domestic output levels as a primary cause of those losses. And based on early 2000s Congressional Budget Office forecasts, our national gross domestic product remains well below what its 2000 trend implies that we might have been at now. And, and it's said to be unlikely that the economy will ever make up that lost territory. Well, yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure the Great Recession of 2008 will be talked about and analyzed for years to come. Uh, so where do I get my peace of mind back, though? That's my question <laughs> now, Rob. And it's a great question, Tony. And, and the first step toward avoiding an unpleasant shift in your retirement plan is to diversify your portfolio. Once again, the fundamentals are still sound. And it's especially important for those close to or already in retirement. By shifting from an accumulation mindset as we're going through our working career to an asset preservation focus, we're now living on it, those near retirement age can seek safety-focused financial strategies to preserve and protect what they've built. Many retirees and people of working age take a conservative approach to their invested money. It makes sense for someone's risk tolerance and overall financial picture. If it makes sense for someone's risk tolerance and overall financial picture, the next step toward peace of mind could mean creating a quote-unquote guaranteed income bucket. We've talked about this in the past. In other words, a portion of the assets might be earmarked to annuities or other solutions offering guaranteed lifelong income. This bucket of income would supplement other sources of guaranteed income, such as Social Security, a pension if you're uh, eligible for one, things of that nature. And what's more, this income, when properly structured, won't change with the equity market's activities. Well, and another important point is, is being mindful of our personal economies. 
And to be clear, not economy in the sense of GDP or other national metrics, but rather what it means for us personally in dollars and cents. And that covers the financial resources required to maintain your lifestyle and your well-being, including things like your spending levels, um, your budgeting numbers, your your monthly cash flow, your sources of income, um, your portfolio assets and savings, household debt and liabilities, and other stats that are tied to lifelong financial habits and choices. The needs for income can vary so much from person to person, and it's almost like having your own financial fingerprint, if you will. Well, you know what? I like the way you put that. That's interesting. And we've talked about this before, how our mindset has to change regarding our finances when we enter retirement. Tell me more about that. Well, retirement is is nominally a slowdown in the activities that we partake in for decades, whether it's salaried employment running our own business or sustaining passive income streams. As such, it should be treated differently from from other life stages in your financial planning. Even so, you know, many folks continue to chase the the return when retirement is a different financial animal altogether. You have to figure out how to take your accumulated assets and turn them into income generating sources that last as long as you may need them to. And evaluating our personal economy uh, of individual spending habits, our financial goals, and month-to-month living expenses is one of the most important components of the retirement financial success. Wow. Well, there's a lot going on there, and I'm sure there's even more. Uh, What if we actually get a recession or a crash in the stock market? Uh, What do we need to be looking at? Well, Tony, while we do live in interesting times, I think we'd all agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Many of the strategies pre-crash and post-crash are exactly the same. Once again, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. I'm reminding you of Vince Lombardi when he was a head football coach. He always started every football camp by holding up his football and saying, gentlemen, this is a football. These are professional NFL players, and he always started with the basics. So I want to make sure we have our basics under control as well. Good financial planning and strategy is always good financial planning and strategy when you take a long-term view. So let's look at a a few ideas we can think about. The first one is, if we have a crash, do nothing. How's that, Tony? (laughs) That's not going to overwork you, right? No. Well, why do I say that? Selling stocks after a crash is usually one of the worst things you can do. Don't do it. Don't sell. Most of the time, the stock market is going to have at least one strong move upward after the crash. I love this. They call it the dead cat bounce. I love that terminology. What in the world? Exactly. The dead cat bounce. Yeah. When you drop the cat, it's going to bounce up some after a big drop. And so the market. So that's terrible. It is awful. Well, I tell you, the analysts are sick puppies. I tell you that. But that's their (laughs) terminology for it. Oh, first you're dropping cats and you're talking about puppies. puppies. (laughs) Exactly. It's something else, isn't it? Now, this show isn't for the kids. No, it isn't. Wow. But my advice is not to sell even after that dead cat bounce, if you will. It's going to take months, maybe years, but the market has always recovered eventually and gone higher. And it's likely to do the same thing the next time, as long as you've got the time to wait it out. The next thing is don't panic. Don't call your broker and say, get me out. I don't care if I've lost money, just get me out. Uh, many inexperienced investors speak those those very words right at the very bottom before the big dead cat bounce comes. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Wow. Had to and, it, and, though, didn't you? Yeah, and and then what you've done is locked in your losses. 
And that's that's really kind of an amazing thing. You're guaranteeing the loss, not anticipating a loss at that point. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing is just resist that urge to sell. Under all conditions, resist the urge. Because you're only going to do serious harm if you do sell, except that pullbacks and crashes are part of stock market investing. Expect it. Embrace it. That's what we've been doing with our clients, preparing them for. We told them it's coming. It's finally here. Relax and know it won't last forever, no matter what the pundits are saying and how many chicken littles appear on CNBC (laughs) saying the world is ending. It just doesn't matter. Remember, the stock market is made up of businesses, and businesses sell things to people. So when you wake up the day after a a big correction or a crash, you're still going to have to work, go to work. You're still going to have to eat, drive, buy things, and so will everyone else. You may change your spending priorities depending on how well the economy is doing, but you're still going to spend money. Therefore, companies will still be in business tomorrow, even if their stock price is a lot lower today. Well, and the the last thing we want to talk about is check your fear level, Tony. Um, fear does nothing for an investor, but cause you to freeze. So if you're feeling fearful, start doing some research that's going to make you feel more empowered. Go buy an investor's business daily and and actually read it um, and see what experts are saying and look at the charts of the market leaders. Take time to to uh, to get some basic knowledge on the in, on the information that's out there. Yeah, that's good advice. Now, unfortunately, our time is up for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, I hope our uh, Market Outlook and Insights conversation uh, for this month was educational. Hope it provided some answers to questions that the listeners may have been wondering about. Once again, we want to get you past that data overload scenario that's so common and get people to act in their best interest by understanding what's out there in the investment markets and how the markets impact their overall retirement planning. So for our listeners today, Give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process of getting your complimentary portfolio analysis review that's going to be personalized to your specific situation. You can also go to our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management tab and schedule the appointment online there. It's one hour, no cost, no obligation. We'll go over your analysis review with you, answer your questions and see how we might be able to serve you. And while you're out there, check out the educational resources on the website. Go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center, where you're going to find that weekly uh, Talking Points podcast hosted by our co-host, Tony Shore. Way to go, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, at the end of the day, we want our clients all to have the same uh, goal, to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Robert Nett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made 
as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.